following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Main Street Sports Today, June 14th, 2022, as we'll be joined by John Glennon, SI.com writer, also writes for the Titans, and he was at minicamp today out in that wonderful heat, that sunshine bearing down. He'll get a uh, first look at the Titans in their camp today. Also, Chip Walters, his weekly visit, talking all things MTSU Blue Raiders. That's coming up around 3 o'clock Central today. Also, the field of eight is set for Omaha, the Men's College World Series. Lots of SEC flavor. We'll talk about it also this day in Braves history. And, yep, another dub, another day for the Braves. So we'll get into that. And top five Tuesday top sporting events attended this should be a doozy. We got a Hall of Famer there, so you know he's seen a thing or two. Let's get to our Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, up in your top right. Uh, JP Plant here, filling in for Chris Yao. And our old, I don't know if we can call him the intern anymore, but Andrew the Earl Moore is going to be sitting in with us. Gentlemen, happy Tuesday. How we doing? Doing well, JP. Welcome everybody into our Tuesday edition of Main Street Sports today. As JP said, I'm Maurice Patton. JP pushing buttons from his humble abode in Lawrenceburg and joining us from Asgard Brewing, Andrew the Earl Moore, as we get ready to talk a little Titans here in the next segment with um, John Glennon of SI.com, among other things today. Um, big day. Big day. Um, we know who's going to Omaha, finally, with two games yesterday, deciding the final two spots. And pretty heavy Southeastern Conference flavor, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, we'll we got half the field, more. though. And, um, yep, half the field that we thought. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, half the field and the everybody's favorite, not yep. among them, <laughs> That's right. again, as we, as we discussed. <laughs> at length yesterday but um you know college baseball is a funny game so um we'll get more into that later uh, again chip walters and the typical tuesday fair which includes top five tuesday so looking forward to to the ride today andrew good afternoon good afternoon how are you guys doing what we are Cooler inside than we would be outside, Amen. for sure. I wish I could say the same. It gets a little hot down here in the Bruin area, uh, but but you're there in a brewery. Are worse things. To, yeah, that's true. I you're in a there, are worse, there are worse things. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and you can always refresh yourself. I guess yes, very easily. I could that that that's something that could very easily happen <laughs> at any time. Absolutely. Um, top story today, I guess it would be the opening tip, right, JP? Yeah, I believe that would fall into that, uh, nomenclature. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, game five of the NBA finals last night. Again, another game that has been decided by double digits as had the previous four 
Golden State picking up a 104-94 victory at home to go up 3-2. Series heads back to Boston later this week. Um, Celtics needing to win two to win the whole shooting match. But, um, you know, as we talked off air, JP, it's got to be frustrating for the C's to have helped Steph Curry scoreless from behind the arc and and still go down by 10 last night, 104-94. Yeah, awfully deflating. And, you know, first time, uh, I believe, since 2018 in any game that he had not made a three-pointer. First time ever in the playoffs for Steph Curry. He had not made at least one three-pointer. And you're right, the Warriors still win by 10. Uh, Andrew Wiggins obviously uh, was uh, a huge bright spot for the Warriors last night. Emphatically so. A couple of spots, very emphatically. Um, played awfully well. Draymond had some spots. Clay Thompson picked up a little bit of that three-point shooting where Steph was failing. Uh, and Jordan Poole with another lightning rod half-court shot at the end of a quarter uh, that actually put them up by a point. Um, I don't know. I think Boston may have uh, taken back uh, early in that fourth, but shortly after that, the Warriors uh, put on uh, another show in the fourth quarter and and, and took care of business. And it's, yeah, I mean, you can't defend Steph Curry any better than what they did last night, and it was a team effort. But they still lost. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think <laughs> um, the number was 220-plus games that Steph Curry had hit at least one three-pointer mm-hmm. in heading into last night's game. So, again, you, you took him away, but – like you said, Andrew Wiggins really kind of the X factor, 26 yeah. points, 13 boards. And, you know, you've got, you've got Curry, you've got Thompson. Draymond hasn't given you a whole lot here of late, but Jordan Poole has kind of picked it up a little bit, but you didn't really account for Andrew Wiggins. Didn't really see that coming. And for him to um, kind of be the X factor there for him, that's one more thing for Boston to worry about over this next hopefully for them, two games. Yeah, and and some of us, meaning me, you know, have forgotten that Wiggins was was a number one pick, right? And his his defense was every bit as good as his offense last night. Um, you talk about that X factor, of course, we saw easily on the offensive end, but I think the defensively, he was the X factor for the Warriors on that side of the ball as well. Now, Tatum uh, had some moments, uh, still had the turnovers, and I saw an interesting stat, Mo. You may have seen it too, and um, and Andrew. But the the Celtics this postseason, when committing sixteen or more turnovers, uh, they are like one in seven, I think, and less than sixteen turnovers, fourteen and two. So going in, Mike Breen and company on the broadcast on ABC last night pinpointed that number, targeted that number, and. You know, interestingly enough, the very first possession for the Celtics, there was a Tatum turnover, but uh, they did end up with more than 16, and and so that trend continues. So obviously, that's something to look forward as they go back to Boston uh, coming up. Uh, I believe uh, was it Thursday night? I believe it's Thursday yeah. night. Yeah. Um, first time Golden State has led this series since Boston won oh, Game One yeah. and Game Three. So um, Golden State. With the home court advantage now, as it goes back to Boston, if there is a game seven, it would come back to San Francisco. Personally, I don't think it comes back. No, I, it's it's hard to go against the Warriors. Now, I, I am, you know, 
as, as we talked with Plaster yesterday, I do like the Warriors for a couple of different reasons. One, I love their style of basketball, but Steph Curry, his dad, Dell, who I had a relationship with and, you know, working with him uh, over with the Bobcats. So I've been following them. They're kind of a, um, a feel-good story for me, but their history says that when they're clicking like this, you can't beat them, whether they've got Kevin Durant or not. They proved it before Durant. They proved it during Durant. Now they're proving it after Durant. Um, and and Andrew, you may or may not know this. I'm sure you do, but you know Steph Curry has yet to win an NBA Finals MVP. He's won two regular season MVPs, but not a Finals MVP. Got to be the clear cut leader in the clubhouse at this point, wouldn't you say? Well, see that that would have surprised me. Um, yeah. I did not. I did not know that. So you saying that does surprise me. Uh, and like most, I don't expect this to go to a game seven. Uh, as we were talking off air, you hold Steph Curry to no three pointers an entire game, and you still lose. That has to be one of the most deflating feelings right. for a team. Um, which, which is, I mean, it's going to be huge. Uh, the mindset for the Celtics going to this next game, which I expect. Uh, you know, the Warriors to take. What? You know, um, the fact that he's not won a finals MVP and there was talk earlier in the series that after his first few performances, he might be the MVP regardless of how it goes. Now, I don't know if that would have held up, but again, at this point, I feel like that's a moot point. Yeah. Um, I, I think certainly coming out of uh, game four with that 43 point performance, uh, no question. Last night, uh, probably not so much. I, I think they still need to win for him to get that award. Uh, but, you know, you fully expect him to bounce back. Uh, I would, you know, Chris, Chris is our resident um, uh, risk taker, I guess, if you will. <laughs> I would I would put the house on Steph Curry making at least one three-pointer in, in game six, right? I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, come on. I think I think as bets go, that one would be as <laughs> safe right. as they come. That that Steph Curry will hit yeah. a three pointer yep. in Game Six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say for enter, entertainment purposes uh-huh. only, but that's no longer the case around no, here. That's so, true. Yeah, that's you true. can probably you can get that bet down somewhere. Probably you could find. I that. would have put the bet. I would have put that bet on the previous game, uh, which with the way things went down is one of the biggest reasons why I do not bet because <laughs> right. um, I would have lost more money than I was comfortable with losing. But uh, Steph Curry making a three 99% of the time in a game is probably the safest bet you can make in sports. Oh, yeah. Well, that happened in four yeah. years. And and never in the it's playoffs. Unreal. Never in the playoffs had he played a game and not hit at least one. So yeah, It's a funny game. It's a round ball, but JP? it's still a funny game. <laughs> it, it still bounces funny too yes, yeah yes, so you you just never know um before we get out of our opening segment here on main street sports today jp you have a chore to do i do you need to give our you need to give our folks yesterday's scores and today's short schedule on the rundown this will be a quick one so don't blink this is the rundown 
This is your Tuesday Rundown brought to you by Jim Davis at Grow Live Give. Visit them at growlivegive.com or give them a call at 615-682-0022. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, IFP member, FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, Registered Investment Advisor, IFP and Grow Live Give are not affiliated. All right, here we go. Uh... Results in Major League Baseball. The Braves, another day, another dub. It's a dozen, not quite a baker's dozen, but a dozen in a row. Nine to five over the Nationals. The Phillies get back into their winning ways after uh, their winning streak came to an end. Three two winners over the Marlins yesterday. The Cardinals defeated the Pirates seven to five there. Padres over the Cubs four to one. And the Cincinnati Red Stockings five to four over the Diamondbacks. Super Regionals wrapped up last night. We'll talk more about the College World Series. The field is set. The two-seed Stanford survives as they are the only they are the highest seed and um, one through four, only one of those made it all the way to Omaha, the two-seed Stanford. 10-5 winners over UConn last night and Auburn with a win, 4-3 over Oregon State. They advance to the College World Series, making it an even half of the field from the SEC uh, and a lot of SEC West flavor as well. We just talked about it. The Warriors, 104-94 winners last night, game five of the NBA Finals. And the Warriors lead that series three games to two. The series heads back to Boston Thursday night uh, on ABC for game six. The Warriors can close it out. It would be the fourth of this group of Warriors led by Steph Curry. Schedule today, the Braves and the Nationals. 6.05 tonight, uh, Bally Sports. It is freed uh, on the bump for Atlanta, taking on uh, Tetralt. Tetralt. That's a new one for me. I I have not heard of this fella. Uh, Same here, but we don't keep up too much with the Nats. That's right. There you go. Uh, Pirates are at the Cardinals. Uh, Let's play two. 12 15 uh, should be halfway through their first one uh, in St. Louis. Uh, the Marlins and the Phillies tonight, 6 05. Brewers and the Mets at 6 10. Hearts and Cardinals, it's a day night doubleheader. So game two tonight at 6 45. So they'll play one, clear it out, come back, play a second one. Padres at the Cardinals Cubs. Up in the, Cardinals yeah. up 3 nothing in the bottom okay. of the six on the Pirates. All right. Well, you know it's hot in St. Louis on Bush Field today. Hmm. Mm. The Budweiser will be flowing at Bush Stadium for sure. <laughs> uh, they ought to get Asgard over there in St. Louis. They would love it. Padres at the Cubs, 705 tonight. The Reds at the D-backs at 840. The Sounds start a series with the in-state team from the West. The Memphis at 705 tonight. Uh, AutoZone Park, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Mo? Correct. Still that AutoZone. Correct. Yeah, one of the nicer ballparks in the minor league so that should be a fun series um and we'll hear from jeff him later in the week on friday about that series that is your tuesday rundown brought to you by jim davis grow live gift.com that is our tuesday rundown that is it for the opening segment when we come back here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, will be joined by John Glennon, writer for SI.com, who, as JP informed you, 
was out in the heat earlier today at Titans minicamp. Hopefully he has managed to cool off a little bit at this point to um, kind of let us in on what's going on out at St. Thomas Sports Park. So Main Street Sports Today continues after this break. Stay with us. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today on this Tuesday. JP, Mo Patton, the Hall of Famer, Andrew the Earl Moore uh, joining us today as our, uh, I guess, air quotes, special guest host. Mo has lined up a slew of talented folks that are we're going to have a lot of fun with this week uh, as Chris enjoys a much-needed vacation. Um, so uh, time to get into uh, a little Titans and um, – uh, no coincidence, I don't think, that uh, our buddy Andrew is on for our next guest because certainly, Mo, uh, something that uh, that he will have some questions for. But um, what a hot, hot day to get back into the Titans today, huh? Yeah, had to be a little warm out there. And uh, I, it was by design that we have Andrew <laughs> on and we have John Glennon from SI.com on. And... It wasn't. It was even more by design after the article that JG dropped yesterday on the website si.com regarding um, first round draft pick Traylon Burks and his 
medical issues that are kind of exacerbated to some degree by this type weather. First off, JG, good afternoon. Hey, Mo, how are you? Doing well, thanks, man. Appreciate you um, taking some time with us this afternoon. Have you have you recovered from this morning? <laughs> uh, I was I was telling uh, JP earlier. He offered me the Zoom option or the or the phoner option. I said after spending three or four hours in the sun, I don't think uh, anybody would want to see me on a Zoom. So I stick with the <laughs> with the phoner. So I, I think I still have some recovery work going on here. Well, we've got a beautiful picture of you up for those who are um, partaking of us via video. But, um, yeah, John, you had an article yesterday on Traylon Burks and his, for lack of a better phrase, his struggles since he has joined the Titans as as a um, as an asthmatic, I guess. And, you know, trying to trying to get everything figured out with that with the change in venues from him from Fayetteville Arkansas to Nashville where everybody always complains about allergies and that kind of thing and it's always hot and a lot going on but I think that article did a really good job of explaining what he's dealing with right now but you know it's pretty open-ended in terms of how it gets addressed yeah, I, I think that's fair to say, and and uh, you know it's it, it's kind of one of those it's a story and, until it's not situation for the Titans, unfortunately. And you know we we saw Traylon Burks, you know, on on literally the the first drill of the first day of rookie minicamp about a month ago, you know, struggle and and ultimately leave the field, uh, you know, and ever since then it's been uh, you know either limited participation or or complete absence, as was the case today on the first day of minicamp. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, last week, thankfully, Titans wide receiver coach Rob Moore at least actually cleared things up and said, yes, he is dealing with asthma. Uh, so, you know, whether that's the sole concern or whether there, you know, there's there's also some conditioning involved, involved you know, it, it's hard to pin down a percentage of each, but certainly asthma is an issue. Uh you know, as you mentioned, there's a change of venue, even though there's probably not a huge difference temperature-wise from Fayetteville, Arkansas to Nashville. You know, there there's certainly differences in the in the air quality. Uh, you know, certainly differences in, in the amount of, of pollen in the air uh, that can trigger asthmatic attacks. Um, you know, and, and really, whatever the case, it's bothering uh, Traylon Burks to the extent that he can't get on the field um, you know, regularly or, or, as I say, at all. So it's something that is hindering his development uh, and something certainly the Titans, I'm sure, hope to get uh, control of and, and manage successfully so that at least come training camp, Traylon Burks will be able to get out there regularly. And it's a tough situation because this isn't a fifth rounder who's trying to make the team. This is a first round receiver who you just traded your number one receiver in hopes that this guy could somewhat offset what you lose with AJ Brown going to Philadelphia. I mean, this is the guy that was drafted to come in and play and play a lot and contribute a lot on a team. That's got not just postseason designs, but designs on deep postseason runs this year. Yeah. I mean, you really hit the nail on the, on the head there, Mo. I mean, that there are, big expectations for this guy 
you know, literally the, the next move the Titans made after trading A.J. Brown was, was drafting uh, Traylon Burke. And, you know, the, the Titans, unfortunately, don't have, you know, a ton of proven quantities uh, in the in the pass catching department, you know Robert Woods is a is a veteran pass catcher, wide receiver, very good, but we're not positive yet. You know uh, what strength he'll return from the ACL that he torn uh, that he tore last November. He looks good so far, certainly, but still there's a question mark there. You know, and and then as you go down the list, they're, they're, the big names aren't there. You know, the Nick Westbrook Aquina is there, and, and maybe the rookie Kyle Phillips. And even the tight ends are, are new also. So there are at least some questions there. So, yeah, Traylon Burks is a guy that certainly um, there, there are big expectations to produce immediately. And, you know, I'm sure Titans fans are, are going to be looking back at what A.J. Brown did in his very first year when he topped 1,000 yards and saying, hey, you know, if, if A.J. Brown can do that as a rookie, sure, we'll, we'll expect the same thing from Traylon Burks. And it's not going to be any easier, certainly, on, on Traylon Burks after having missed time here in the offseason. As again, I, I say they certainly have to hope that they can get this thing under control by the start of training camp uh, near the end of July. John Glennon of SI.com. You can find him on Twitter at Glennon Sports. Um, again, fantastic article on this situation with Traylon Burks up on the SI.com website, went up yesterday. Go check that out for some more. JG, as you observed, the first workout today, obviously, Traylon didn't work. Besides that, what caught your eye? Well, uh, another guy who didn't work today is a bit of an eye catcher, uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, of course, the, uh, the all-everything uh, defensive tackle of the Titans was present. But he was just riding a bike actually next to Traylon Burks today outside as opposed to actually participating. Uh, you know, certainly the question was put to Mike Vrabel, you know, why wasn't Simmons practicing? And, and Mike Vrabel is not keen on giving a lot of detail. So uh, he said uh, he's unavailable. Um, you know, and, and obviously it's easy to speculate. We don't know for sure, but. Jeffrey Simmons is a guy who's going into his fourth season uh, who has certainly exceeded his, his rookie contract right now, but still has two years left on it. So uh, again, it's easy to speculate that maybe Jeffrey Simmons said, okay, I'm going to show up to, to uh, mini camp, but I'm not actually going to participate, you know, because I, I would like to see maybe a, a new contract again, purely speculation on my part. No one has said that definitively, but you would think after what Jeffrey Simmons did, especially last year, that, you know, the fact that he's going to be making about $4 million this year uh, and even uh, the fifth year, about $10 million, and that's so far behind some of the top defensive tackles that, that maybe that factors in today. So that certainly caught my eye. Um, and, and, and you couldn't help also uh, not notice the, uh, the return of big number 22, uh, Derek Henry, uh, you know, has been working on his, his own, uh, didn't come to the um, uh, involuntary, or excuse me, the, the voluntary OTAs, but was back today for the first uh, day of, of minicamp and, and looked typically uh, outrageously physically uh, built and, and looking like he's had another tremendous offseason. Um, and, and I think there's a little bit of a chip on the shoulder motivation for Derek Henry because certainly, you know, Doubts are raised. You know, can he come back fully from the injury? Uh, you know, he's he's not young in, in running back years, uh, 
So I think he's uh, he's certainly motivated and, and fueled for a uh, for another big season here. Whoever's in camp, I can't imagine anyone being in better condition than Derrick Henry. <laughs> no, I um, I think you're right, and and uh, you, you know you just watch some of those uh, videos that he uh, that he puts out pretty regularly, and uh, I don't know if you, if you guys see those, but I, I always feel like I should immediately go to the gym. Uh, after watching Derrick Henry on these videos, because I am nothing but a you know a, a, a fat sack of potatoes compared to what what Derrick Henry is doing, and it's just so impressive from a physical standpoint. And and you know we saw a, a few signs last year that that even when Derrick Henry was playing, the numbers dipped just a, just a little bit. Uh, um, so again, uh, I, I think that's gonna there's gonna be plenty of motivational fuel for Derrick Henry to say, look, everybody. I am. I am back. I am Derrick Henry. I am. I am the man. Uh, you know, just get a look at me this year. So I think he's he's raring to go. I know that our special guest host Andrew the Earl Moore has a ton of questions for you, JG. So, um, Andrew, fire away. I, I could have a, a ton of questions. I'm going to try to keep this limited here. I don't want to take up the whole show. Um, you know, for better or for worse. Um, I am a Titans fan first. Any article I read, any interview that I watch, um, I see it through the eyes of a fan. Uh, and within the Titans fan community, there always seems to be these uh, off-season darlings that uh, we just seem to to grasp onto and have big hopes for. Like last year, uh, it was Mason Kinsey. The year before that, it was Khalif Raymond. This year, it seems to be Kyle Phillips, the fifth-round pick out of UCLA. Um, you've been at practice. You, you've seen the drills uh, through the first month so far. Is there any reason to be excited about Kyle Phillips and what he can bring to this team in year one? I think there is, uh, you know, and, and, and part of it, I, I think maybe even more so right now than, than uh, his receiving game is, is what the Titans – like about his return potential and you know the special teams uh, uh coordinator um craig ackerman talked a little bit about uh his excitement level today about what they watched at ucla and how much they liked kyle phillips you know ability to catch a punt make one cut go vertical um and and that is one of the reasons he was so productive in the return game so i think maybe that first and foremost uh, might be appealing uh, for Titans fans. And then Ryan Tannehill, I asked Ryan Tannehill about Kyle Phillips today. Uh, and he said, uh, yeah, certainly that, that uh, Kyle Phillips has flashed uh, from time to time. You know, he didn't, didn't get carried away with, with praise, but I think he's impressed with what he has seen so far. And he, and he does give, uh, you know, a nice element uh, to the passing attack um, that maybe they didn't have as, as much of last year in that, you know, that, that classic kind of slot receiver that, you know, if you need six yards and a first down on, on third and five, you know, he's going to be the guy that, that, that you're looking to. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think he is really well schooled in, in that particular role. So I think there's cause for excitement there. I, I tell you, in terms of, of rookies, though, the guy who has made even a more impact in uh, the offseason to me is, is Chigo Conquo, the, uh, the tight end uh, out of Maryland. Now, now, again, it's basically passing drills here in the offseason. So, you know, there's only so much you can you can take, but boy, he has he has flashed quite a bit, made a, a few nice 
touchdown catches in the uh, in the red zone today. And Ryan Tannehill talked about the speed and strength of of, of Chig. So he's uh, he's certainly one to, to keep an eye on when when training camp gets going. Which I'm glad you brought his name up. That was actually my personal favorite uh, draft pick in this offseason. Um, something that we've really seemed to be missing since uh, Delaney Walker is now gone. Now that John U. Smith is now gone, he seems like kind of a mixture of the two, uh, a kind of uh, element the passing game that we've missed. But uh, I know uh, you said something about the the return game, and that's for whatever reason a question that I always have every offseason, really since. Uh, I guess Mark Mariani about a decade ago. I never know who is going to be the returner. Uh, I know you mentioned Kyle Phillips, Dontrell uh, Hilliard. I know took some took some returns last year. I'm not sure if Chester Rogers is still on on the roster right now or not. But who are you looking at, or who do you think the Titans are looking at to be that that return guy this year? Yeah, you know, I, I think. Um... I would say Phillips and Kinsey and then even Amani Hooker, uh, you know, Craig Ackerman mentioned today as potential punt return candidates. He, he said more, more likely Hooker if you're looking for, you know, very safe hands and, and not a big explosive return because you don't really want to risk too much uh, on, on that front. Um, and then on the, in the kicking game, you know, one name um, that he talked about probably more than the others is, uh, is Trenton Cannon. Um, you know, a guy who was, who was signed here in the offseason. He's got some NFL experience, and he's, and he's kind of considered a special team standout. So he's going to be a guy to, to watch uh, in that department, I think. Uh, Craig Ackerman sounded very excited about his potential. And then maybe a dark horse guy, um, you know, an undrafted free agent uh, out of SMU, uh, Reggie Robertson, wide receiver. Um, you know, if he is – Fully back to uh, to health. You know, he played last season at SMU, but it was kind of that first year back after a uh, a knee injury, I believe, an ACL. And so he didn't necessarily have the great speed that he showed earlier. But if he has that that the great speed that he showed earlier in his career at SMU, he could be the kind of guy that that's kind of a dark horse candidate. You know, to uh, to win a uh, a job. You know, special teams return wise. Uh, leave my. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, JP. That's all right. Uh, I just want to get one in, John, before we uh, before we get out of here and let you go. John Glidden, our guest here on Main Street Sports today. Being the veteran that you are, John, have you come across um, shedding any advice on how to deal with the heat on these camps with maybe some younger reporters out there, whether today or throughout <laughs> the week? Do you, do you have like kind of like your little spiel about how to deal with this? Oh goodness! Uh, you know, the, 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 I would like to thank the uh, the Titans first and foremost on this front because, fortunately for for the those in the media, uh, the Titans' new structure out at St. Thomas Sports Park. There's a big new building out there that actually provides some shade on uh, on one side. So, uh, needless to say, uh, media uh, uh, spend much more time in that little block of shade than than we do uh, scrambling in the sunshine. But you know, I'll, I'll go with the, the typical, you know, ideas, uh, constantly uh, hydrating. You know, I, I bury myself in, in sunscreen uh, before I get out there. I'm always wearing a hat, sometimes a bucket hat, you know, to, to really protect from the sun. And I go to the extent being the, uh, the, the old Irishman, white-skinned Irishman that I am, uh, you know, I, I usually even wear like kind of a long sleeve uh, dry fit 
um, you know, quick wick or whatever you want to call it, jersey underneath a uh, underneath another jersey, just as further protection from the sun. Maybe a little bit hotter, but you know, again, protecting the protecting the old skin is is pretty important uh, these days, as we all know. So. If we can grab any tips from that, uh, great, because it looks like it's going to be a, a brutal uh, summer if, if this is any indication right now. Uh, John Glennon dropping knowledge, as always, not just on the Titans, but on how to cover the Titans. You can find him at Glennon Sports on Twitter. He's with SI.com, and we're happy to have him with us as our guest today on Main Street Sports Today. John, appreciate you. Stay hydrated and um, stay covered. <laughs> Will do. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All righty. That was John Glennon with us here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. When we come back, we're going to talk a little MCWS, which is a new reference, but I guess it's accurate. So So we've got the MCWS and the WCWS. So those are the official acronyms we're going with now apparently okay. all right apparently okay um, so we'll we'll, we'll talk more it. about that when we come back stay with us Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today on this Tuesday. J.P. Moe and the Earl 
That's uh, Andrew the Earl uh, hanging out. On this Tuesday, uh, still to come, we'll have Chip Walters joining us later in the program. Also, our Top 5 Tuesday. And I think I've got it filled in. In that last break, guys, I think I finally filled in my Top 5. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's coming up. Uh, But plenty to get to as the um, college, the MCWS, the Men's College World Series, as Mo pointed out before the break, um, is set. We've got all eight teams and uh, we've got a SEC West flavor. Um, and also, you know, future SEC teams, Mo? I mean, come on. Six yeah. of the eight. Six of the eight <laughs> either are or will be uh-huh. members of the Southeastern Conference. It really does just mean more, huh? But yeah. um, it's, it's when you look at, you know, where we started two weeks ago and who the national seats were and that kind of thing. And I, I, don't, I don't want to continue to beat a dead horse, you know, <laughs> Tennessee's not there, but there are a lot of seated teams that aren't there yeah. either. In fact, only two of the top eight national seats made it all the way through number two, Stanford, number five, Texas A&M. Um, you've got four of the top 16 seats total with number nine, Texas, and number 14, Auburn, both having to win super regionals on the road to get there. And then the other four all had to win on the road. Oklahoma, Notre Dame, obviously, Arkansas, and Ole Miss all having to win super regionals and regionals away from home to get to Omaha. So, I mean, you just got to feel like this thing is relatively wide open because the folks that everybody thought would be there aren't necessarily there yeah no question i mean you know there were there were clear you know a top heavy in this in this field heading into this tournament tennessee uh stanford had a hell of a year oregon state was number three we saw what auburn did to them last night virginia tech had been up there they were the four seed Mm -hmm. and three of those four gone stanford has not looked solid so you you can't really go with them even though they are clearly the top seed uh left you don't feel like they're the the front runner texas a&m has actually looked pretty good as a five seed going in you could argue they could be the favorite if you're putting it on paper what ole miss has done with the way that they've played recently um what they did down in coral gables and in that region you know, beating Miami and Arizona and handily, and then shutting out Southern Miss in both games, fifteen nothing in that super regional. Um, they look awfully good. Notre Dame, with what they just did, you can't count them out as potential World Series champs. Um, and then you've got Arkansas. We know the talent; they were the top team the last couple of years. Still in winning as well. Yeah. So um, there's. It's going to be some great baseball, mm-hmm. you feel like, and um, really looking forward to it. There is um, certainly a reason to root for Ole Miss if you are a local college baseball fan as well, because they've got a pitcher who spent a little a little time out on Casey Lane here in Columbia. Brandon Johnson, former Columbia State Charger pitching for Ole Miss. Okay. Um, right. Not sure what his season has looked like to this point last uh, this year, but um, he's hanging around down there. Alabama native. Spent um, two years 
at C State with Mike Corn and is now down there. So certainly will be worth keeping an eye out for as Ole Miss makes its way through the bracket, beginning with the night game on Saturday against SEC West rival Auburn. So Mo, Mo, you've been to Omaha and you talk about it from time to time that it is clearly a bucket list item for sports fans. You've been there. You want to go back. How would you describe the the vibe out there of just being in that in Omaha and in that stadium with with all the different collegiate fans? Because the collegiate fans, it's a different breed than what you get at the pro level. And there's just more. It feels like exuberance from the heart. Just to to put it in a different way, what what are your what's your take on on what the vibe is there? Man, it's just a level of electricity that you don't get anywhere else. I've not been since they left Rosenblatt. I went out there in '95 when UT went out with Todd Helton and R. A. Dickey and that bunch, and I've I've wanted to get back ever since, and and have not been in a position to do so. But you know, just the the electric. And I believe the there hunt. we go. Okay. We lost they, you there for a second, Mo, but you're back. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that and I didn't know whether <laughs> I need to keep talking or shut up, but, um, uh, <laughs> you know, there, there are the fans that are there just to watch great baseball that aren't necessarily there for a team, mm-hmm. you know, the fans that are there and they will pick up a team once they get there. It's just, um, it's just, if you are a baseball fan, if you're a college baseball fan, then it's certainly a bucket list type event and if you get a chance to go even if your team isn't there it's still worth it man andrew you got any thoughts on the world series yeah you know personally i'm not going to sit here and pretend that i'm an avid college baseball fan because i am not (laughs) uh i do enjoy this time of the year Mm -hmm. uh and i know who i'm personally rooting for now that tennessee uh, is no longer in this tournament which is going to be Arkansas. Um, but from y'all's perspective, talk to someone like me that just tends to watch a few, few weeks out of the year. Um, out of these teams that are listed, who, if there is any, would be a safe favorite to win the, to win the whole thing? Mo? I don't <laughs> know. If there is one. <laughs> I, I don't know that there is one. Yeah, I don't think there again, is. Um, all of these – I mean, A&M probably has – done the best job of taking its high ranking and and proving why they earned it because as jp said you know stanford hasn't been great they i mean uconn beat them 13 12 in game one of their series um this past weekend i mean i i would lean toward a&m or arkansas Probably. See, I'm I'm personally pulling for Arkansas. Uh, let's not tell my coworker here. What's your What's your um, tie to like, Arkansas outside of Tennessee? Uh, I mean, that that seems kind of random, Andrew. It is. It, it's very random. <laughs> uh, it's It's one of those teams that I that I just seem to just not hate. Um, and then once I started working here at Asgard, I've become very close uh, with one of our workers here named Brian, who is. The biggest Razorbacks fan you'll ever meet in your entire life. So he's kind of rubbed off on me in a little bit. Let's not tell him that, though. I don't want him holding that over my head. <laughs> Does he just randomly call the hogs down there at Asgard? <laughs> uh, at, every time. Every <laughs>
every time they win, whatever sport it is. Every time. Oh, that's funny. That's hey, before stuff. we get out, let me give you a quick update. Brandon Johnson, one and three with a 408 ERA in 22 appearances, but he's got 11 saves, which leads Ole Miss. He's got 11 of Ole Miss's 17 saves on the year. 39 and two-thirds innings pitch, 66 strikeouts, which looks to be maybe third on the Ole Miss pitching staff. So wow. it looks like he's going to have an impact on whatever mm-hmm. they do once they're in Omaha. That's impressive. They're playing well. No question about it. Um, all right, uh, Mo, we'll uh, we'll get into the second half. Um, maybe we'll fit your little halftime in uh, at some point later. Maybe if we can fit in the show later. But we'll uh, we'll slot them in because I know we got to talk about the Braves. Twelve and counting, a dozen in a row. Uh, it's impressive stuff. So uh, we don't want to shortchange the Braves at all. Chip Walters still to come, and more second half on the way here. Main Street Sports today presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joints. 